So, you want to start a podcast. Where do you begin? Do you have an idea that you can commit to? Community organizing. Who's your audience? Or your community do you have the right equipment? Do you know how to edit your audio? And then, what do you do with your audio after you've edited it? Kind of scary, huh? For the last couple weeks, we have been getting lots of emails asking about the Uncovered Dish podcast. How do we do what we do? And we thought, hey, instead of taking hours to pour over the minutia and type out boring responses, why don't we make a podcast about making podcasts? I sat down with two fellow millennials in ministry, also podcast buffs, to break down the medium of podcasting. We had a long conversation that was filled with content, so we decided to break it into two episodes. Part one will cover the basic question of what is podcasting, and then start to dive into the question of how do you make a podcast? Part two will finish up the how and go into the why. Why make a podcast? So across the two episodes, we go through what podcasting is, 14 steps from start to finish on how to make your own podcast, and then why it all matters. So here's part one of So You Want to Do a Podcast. So here we are. And uh, we have some really awesome people with us. Do you guys want to just go around and introduce yourselves? Let's say our names, uh, who we are, what we do, uh, how many podcasts we're subscribed to, and then three of your favorite podcasts and why you like them. Gabrielle, you want to start? I can start. Right. <laughs> I'm Gabrielle Marchone. I'm a, a commissioned elder in the New Jersey Annual Conference. Uh, I serve two very small churches out in Warren County, and I subscribe to, it's like seven or eight podcasts, but I will listen to significantly more of them uh, than just the ones that I've subscribed to. But my top three right now um, are Good Christian Fun, uh, which is a super entertaining pop culture Christian podcast uh, the History Chicks, which <laughs> the History Chicks, the History Chicks, <laughs> which is uh, these two women who go back through women's history and tell uh, a side of these incredible figures in our history uh, who are women. I was really history. hoping that you would say it was the Dixie Chicks that started the podcast about history. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> uh, and then crackers and grape juice because I'm a total Methodist nerd and that's a good theology podcast to listen to. They always say it's um, talking theology without stained glass language. And so hmm. they do a really good job of kind of breaking into that millennial age gap of being able to talk about the sacred while also kind of um, being attuned to secular culture. Cool. Time. Uh, yeah. So my name is Paul Barnett. I'm the, uh, the featured part of this episode today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, currently in my third year of my Master's of Divinity at Princeton Seminary, so I'm still a grad student. I'm also interning here at Greater New Jersey part-time, 10 hours a week, as the podcast ministerial intern. It's my official title. (laughs) I made that up for him just to make it sound like a minister. I haven't done the ministerial part yet, but don't tell my field advisor. (laughs) I'm calling Dr. Polk. (laughs) Uh, He'd have a, a... a healthy response to that. <laughs> uh, and I'm also, I, I work part-time at the Continuing Education Office at Princeton Seminary uh, as a podcast producer uh, for their blog, The Thread. 
So uh, that's who I am. I subscribe currently to 66, 67 podcasts. And my three favorite podcasts are Serial uh, Season 1. If you've never listened to Serial, I... You have to do it. Pause this podcast right now and <laughs> download the first episode and listen to it because it's that good. Yeah. Uh, my second favorite or one of my other favorites is uh, My Favorite Murder. Mm. Uh, and that's two uh, women comedians that talk about uh, m- murders around the country, historical ones, current ones. Uh, they each sort of pick one and they talk about it. And it's, it's just really funny. And then my third favorite, or one of my other favorites, is uh, Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. It's him and his co-host, and they talk about, or they they bring on a guest from uh, Hollywood, old Hollywood, that has connections all over the place, and they just talk to them about who they know and anecdotes and backstage stories and all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun. Cool. Yeah. And I'm James Lee, and you all know me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But my, I'm subscribed to, I just counted, like 30 podcasts. And my top oh, three. 66 wasn't a big number, but 30 is a big number, Gabby. No, I'm already, con- <laughs> first of all, I'm concerned about your mental health. <laughs> I'm just saying, you listen to a lot of really weird podcasts. Y'all have yeah, a lot you, of time on your like hands. You're talking like murder and then right. murder and then pop culture. I was just like, well, I will say though, my, my favorite podcast is also Serial. So Paul got me into Serial. He's like, you have to listen to it. And I listened to the first episode <laughs> and I marathoned it over a weekend, just like nonstop listening. Serial season one, absolutely one of the, probably the best podcasts out there. Another one of my favorites is the, the Liturgist mm-hmm. podcast. That's Michael Gunger and Science Mike. And also Rachel Held Evans comes mm-hmm. on a couple times. Just a great conversation on progressive theology and how it applies to the world. I really like NPR's How I Built This. It's a podcast of different entrepreneurs, like different famous companies, how they got started. And it's just fascinating stories to hear. So those are my three favorite podcasts. Uh, To get the podcast kind of started, Paul decided to ask us a few true or false questions. Yes. (laughs) About podcasting. Because that's the natural thing to do. This is a completely objective true false about podcasting. Oh, great. Super excited. James already knows the answer, so he can't say anything. So this is for Gabby. Oh, yay. (laughs) It's four questions. Super easy. Question one. Posting your sermon online is a podcast. True or false? False. False. Okay. Why is it false, Gabby? I I feel like... Now, granted, I listen to multiple sermon podcasts as a part of my when own. When she said podcast, though, she put an air I, quote. Yeah, there's air quotes around that. I, I have always felt that podcasts should be slightly more interactive than me just listening to someone preach. Um, while I deeply appreciate the fact that other preachers put their sermons up for me to be able to listen to them, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a podcast because there's no interaction. So it's like sitting in church sometimes. Hmm. In your car. <laughs> in my car, right. It's nice, and I enjoy it, but not exactly what I would call a great podcast. Well, it is true that it's false. <sighs> oh, so. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good answer. That was exactly yes. what I had as an explanation as well. All right, question two. Anyone can do a podcast. Anyone. I'm... Mm. The forehead is wrinkled. This is a complicated question. She's furrowing her brows. Think super simple. I'm going to go with false. Not everyone can do a podcast. Okay. What if you're not funny? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Or entertaining. So my (laughs) the question ought to be: Should should anyone (laughs) make a podcast? Which I didn't ask. (laughs) Right, right. Because that would take the objective nature of this away. (laughs) 
So I have mostly true, right? It's it's really easy to yeah. host a podcast, regardless of what kind of host you want to be. True, 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 right? true. But if you want a good podcast, right? If you want con- uh, content that is uh, that people want to listen to, you need to take time to foster a good idea and to make good production. Right. But mostly true, anyone can do a podcast. There are plenty of apps out there that make it really easy. That is true. Okay. Mm. Question three. Podcasting is a great evangelism tool. I would say true on that one. Uh, and I've seen it. I've seen those kinds of conversations uh, work really well, especially in things like uh, crackers and grape juice. Um, and even on the podcast, I listen to Good Christian Fun. While it's not technically an evangelistic tool, getting the conversations going and being able to bring in people to have conversations about a variety of different topics would make it a great evangelistic tool, especially in this technology age. Oh. <laughs> I'm a good millennial. <laughs> What's the answer, Paul? Okay, so that answer was actually much better than the one I had. Uh, yes. Uh, I said false. <laughs> I think that podcasts are more or less just like every other type of media, right? TV, mm. movies, books, whatever. So at the end of the day, people are just going to listen to or consume whatever they want to consume, right? So people mm. aren't necessarily compelled to listen to what you're what you're doing. That being said, I do think that podcasts can be a great form of congregational engagement. And if you have a really unique idea, it can be a great evangelism. Tool. Mm-hmm. It's got the potential to get there. Yes, there's the, the potential is definitely But you shouldn't there. start a podcast assuming that assuming, suddenly right. all the millennials <laughs> are going to flood into your church just because you have a podcast. Right, right. right. You so, have to do it yeah. well. Yeah. I, 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 intentional. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's just it's unlikely that you will reach unreached people with a podcast. Okay, question four, final question. Dun, dun, dun. So far, you're fifty seven percent right. Wait, do I get extra points because my my answer was better than your answer? No, Ugh. professors don't do that. Why should I? It's okay. one of those questions Whatever. where like you did the work, so then you get partial Wait, credit. I want partial credit. Okay, so you get a tenth of a point. a tenth of a point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question four, question four. Question four. More Americans go to the movies weekly than listen to podcasts. I think that's false. So you think more people listen to podcasts than yeah, watch I movies? More, I think I think now, yeah. More people listen to podcasts than they do movies. Okay. Am I right? That I is really? correct. Yes. So the answer is false. According to Edison Research, I don't know who Edison Research is, but... They must be legitimate. They yeah, must it be has legitimate. to be. They've got <laughs> a website. It's not Wikipedia. Um... <laughs> According to Edison Research, 42 million people listen to podcasts on a weekly basis. That's approximately five times more than those who go to the movies. Dang. So like 8 million people go to the movies and 42 million people listen to podcasts on a weekly basis. That's impressive. Yeah. So a huge explosion in podcasting. So Paul has a lot of this material prepared because he was going to be giving a workshop that then got canceled because of the weather. <laughs> so this is really, really helpful. So part of the part of the workshop that Paul had ready, he also prepared a quick history and basics about podcasting. So take it away, Paul. Yeah, I, I think this information is just handy so that uh, people understand uh, what podcasting is, like mm-hmm. what it really is, and how long it's been around. My definition of podcasting comes right from Wikipedia, so you can look this up. <laughs> yes. This is just a quote, okay? <laughs> A podcast is an episodic series of digital audio or video files, which a user can download and listen to. It is often available for subscription so that new episodes are automatically downloaded via web syndication to the user's own local computer, mobile application, or portable media player. Any qualms with that definition? 
I think that's about right. That's just a lot of words. Yeah, but, a lot of words. Yeah, but it makes sense. So to break it down, it's it's an audio file or a video file that somebody makes, they put it on the web, and then people can download it. And they can usually subscribe to it so that it can be automatically downloaded. That's what that is, right? Boom. That's podcast. Okay. Podcast. So a brief history, right? When did podcasting originate? In February 2004, the word came from technologist Ben Hammersley, and he combined the word iPod with broadcast. <laughs> That's how podcasting was born. So creative. Dun, dun, right? dun. August 2004. Adam Curry, a host on MTV in its earlier days, shared or uh, started his podcast, Daily Source Code. That was considered to be the first consistently produced podcast. June 2005. Apple releases iTunes version 4.9, which featured the first formal support for podcasts. Mm. So 2004, 2005, that's right at the start of podcasting, right? Yeah, yeah. 2006, a bunch of major media outlets like BBC, NPR started to release their own content. So that's sort of hmm. when... It it's was like they already had content they're creating for radio, so they just kind of right. put it onto podcasts. Right, yeah, they yeah. can turn it into some sort of downloadable media, right? Yeah, yeah. Smart. And as of February 18, there are approximately 500,000 actively produced podcasts on iTunes. 500,000. Wow. So that's that's an episode released periodically enough that it's considered active. Active. Wow. Dang. Right. It's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of podcasts. So we go from 2004, <laughs> 2005 when they're you're getting the first podcasts, 2006 where it's getting some wider recognition to 2018 where there's over half a million podcasts. Yeah. So I think the takeaway is that this is not an old medium, right? So it's been right. around for 14 years. Precisely. And there, it's a whole culture. There's a whole world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like, oh, this is a new thing I need to jump on. No, it's... It's been around. It's been around. <laughs> it's been here. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty mainstream at this point. All yeah. right. So uh, I like to jump right into the how-to, the practicals of how to start your own podcast. And... I mean, the way that I learned was it was all self-taught. I just went on Google and just searched and looked up articles and tried to try different things. So that's how we got this podcast started. And I did a quick Google search and the podcaster's studio has a great article written by uh, Ray Ortega. It's titled Podcasting 101, where he lists 14 steps to starting your own podcast. And I thought we could just go down this list and share our own, our own thoughts as we go. Mm-hmm. So here are the steps for podcast making according to Ray Ortega. Uh, step one is... Choose a topic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you laugh. Well, (laughs) but I think it's super important, Mm -hmm. right? It is. You need to know what you're going to be talking about. And I think the more specific, the better, in my opinion. You can't just say, Mm. I'm just going to talk about whatever's in my mind. Actually, you could. I I was going to say, there are a lot of people who do that. That's true. I I listen to podcasts like that, actually. (laughs) Let me tell you what my feelings are. (laughs) But also, also like very, very specific podcasts would be kind of boring, depending on the topic. Like, I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast about ball bearing manufacturings between 2004 and 2005 why not i mean that sounds like the most interesting might be right someone might be so and if you're really (laughs) if you're really interested in ball bearings (laughs) between this year you mentioned you should you should talk about it i I guess i have a new podcast idea (laughs) there you go paul start it copyright paul barnett 2018 (laughs) so topic really important But is it? You should have an idea of what you're doing, right? So our podcast topic is equipping leaders, Mm -hmm. equipping church leaders. Mm -hmm. That was that's that's it from a mostly United Methodist perspective, right? Yeah, 
so you know sometimes ideas will come up like that's a really cool idea but then we say but how is that equipping church leaders and if it doesn't we drop the idea yeah so uh, number two naming your podcast so this kind of falls right into after you choose a topic and it kind of probably happens around the same time but i think naming your podcast is really important you know uh, especially when you're first trying to build an audience like you have to be clear about what you're talking about like for instance i listen to like criminal like you know what that's about yeah. it's about different criminal cases the criminal podcast. See, well, at the very, at the very least, at the very least, that title is intriguing. I would right. say, true, right? Because be, you yeah. don't you don't know the format. It could be a fiction podcast, it could be nonfiction, but you want to click on it. It seems interesting, right? So I think, I as think, opposed to ball bearing manufacturing <laughs> <laughs> between two thousand four and two thousand five in Northern Europe. So if you're <laughs> not not a great title. <laughs> so if you're making a podcast about that particular topic, what would you title it? Um, have a ball. <laughs> the ball bearing manufacturing podcast. <laughs> See, this is where I lack all creativity because I'd sit there and stare at a piece of paper and be like, I'm going to, you know, do a podcast about my cats and then never be able to come up with a name. And I would fail at podcasting at step two. The meow podcast. <laughs> <laughs> meow right now. Well. <laughs> If you fail at step two, there's 12 more steps that you're going to miss out on. Oh, James. good. What are they? Step three, choosing the format of your podcast. So this is something that not a lot of people know, but you could have a video podcast. Podcasting mm. isn't only audio, right? You could do audio or video. I would say, though, if you are starting out, you should just do audio first. Video because video is pretty. Video gets pretty complicated. We tried it out for a little bit wasn't worth the workload so yeah. we it, it, back, it adds a lot more to production yeah, um, yeah and then there are also what you might call enhanced podcasts which combine audio and video and some apps have that sort of like a bit the ability to I guess see video clips as you're watching stuff whoa mm. yeah interesting yeah do you have an example of this podcast I don't no. <laughs> I've never heard that's of where this. Wikipedia comes up short <laughs> <laughs> step four your podcast studio, right? Identifying the place where you're going to record the podcast. So right now we're in a production studio in the Mission and Resource Center, soundproofed. It's we have acoustic panels for the most panels, part. Yeah. For the most part, sometimes Beautiful. we hear flushings of bathrooms and pipes, but ninety nine percent of the time we're pretty good here. But what are some things to look out for? What do you think? Well, you probably shouldn't be recording a podcast in the middle of a park. When there right. are people running around. Right. Unless that's that's the atmosphere you're trying to true. present. Right. I remember my friends like in college when they were recording songs, they would just drape a blanket over themselves in the microphone. <laughs> and it looks it looks absolutely hilarious, but it's great when you're recording a that's how on the history chicks one of the women who runs the podcast she does most of her podcasting from what she calls her blanket fort uh, <laughs> and she literally drapes herself on a blanket and with the microphone and that's how she records uh, her half of the show and i'm sure the audio quality is amazing it is it's phenomenal so there you go <laughs> Just well, that, i mean that's two bird two birds with one stone because you get podcasting and you also get a blanket fort. right so it's great <laughs> how have you guys not tried that yet <laughs> oh i've done it i've done it <laughs> Unsurprised. On the next podcast, <laughs> this is James from <laughs> to from, you from the blanket, blanket board. board. <laughs> All right, step five: podcasting gear. So this is where things get a little complicated, right? So what are some gear that you need to get? Equipment you need to get to get started. Uh, first and foremost, you need quality microphones. Mm. I think that's that's definitely a piece of equipment that you need. 
Um, most microphones that you have, uh, the ones that you'd see in church, are what you call XLR connections. So they have the the uh, cable with the three prongs in them. Those microphones are actually going to give you a very high quality sound. That's the kind of quality that you would hear in church, the quality that you'd expect. And <laughs> yeah. you can get uh, a three pack of them on Amazon from Behringer for 40 bucks, right? And they Boom. come in a briefcase and a foam container, right? Those are um, some of the best microphones that you can buy, right? Um, you can also get a USB based microphone. Um, so an example of that would be a Blue Yeti microphone. Yeah, that's pretty mm. popular among podcasters. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're also very expensive, though. They're like 125 bucks for almost a base model oh, microphone. Yeah. But you're getting high quality. Right. Right. I don't want to throw in there that um, a lot of churches uses Shure SM58s for their worship mm-hmm. on a regular basis. That's a great podcasting mic. I've seen people use it, and it's a great mic. We use the Rode Procasters. These are about $200 a piece. And they're fantastic microphones. I think they do a fantastic job. I've seen a lot of podcasters and radio shows using the Shure SM7Bs. Those are like mm-hmm. the standard now in terms of really high-grade professional. And those run about $400. But you're getting the best of the best quality. So that's the, the range. But, but really, be, like best of, best of the best quality really only matters if you're trying to put out something where that quality would matter, matter. Right? right? So if you're, if you're doing a, a, a music, like an orchestra music podcast or something like that, mm-hmm. and you need to record that kind of audio, you want the best quality. Whereas if you're putting out just a, a voice podcast like this, you could get away with a, a box of four, you know, $40 box of three microphones and all that kind of stuff, and you're, and you're going to get really listenable audio. Yeah. Right, right. I think the, it really boils down to what is your content as opposed to what microphone you're using. But it's still a fun conversation to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Sorry. So microphones. Uh, the second thing would be mixers, right? So you have to have a place where that audio feeds into that can then go to a computer, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So some of the, the mixers that I've run across, uh, Behringer Zenix Q-Series, a couple that I've seen are Q802, that has two XLR inputs. Q1202, I think, has uh, four XLR inputs. Um, so these are things that you need to be paying attention to, how many inputs they have, what kind of inputs they have, and then how does that audio then feed into a computer system in some way? So if you're, if you're in a church and you're using existing equipment and you have an analog mixer, you could get what's called a USB interface mm. that can take the analog signal from your mixer and make it a digital signal to then convert into your computer. But if you're buying brand new, I would suggest getting a digital mixer because yeah. then you don't have to have all this, all these boxes stacked on top of each other. So. Yeah, yeah, and you can and you can get a uh, decent entry level mixer with not quite all the bells and whistles, seventy, eighty, ninety, up to like one hundred and twenty bucks. That's that's probably what you're looking at. Um, so the Behringer Zenix uh, on you can get them on Amazon. Um, the other one, the one that I'm currently using, is a uh, is a mixer from Monoprice, which is a website that um, makes their own equipment or a manufacturing company that makes their own equipment uh, for cheaper than other companies might do it. Um, so they have their own Monoprice brand. I have an eight channel mixer. It has four XLR inputs. I got that for seventy bucks. That's the price it is today. That's ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Yeah, a Monoprice, and it, you know it gives you great audio quality. So that's the one I'm currently using. Hmm. Um, so yeah, things you want to pay attention to, how many channels can be recorded on the mixer, like how many different inputs can you have? Right, so is, if this is a podcast that you're just doing all by yourself, you don't need a mixer. You could probably just get a USB mic 
yeah. and connect it to your computer. Yeah, or I mean, I, I actually have a, a four, maybe four four channel mixer, but it has one XLR input. It's like a tiny tiny yeah. mixer. Yeah, and you can get them for like fifty bucks, I think. Yeah, Gabby seems very interested. Woohoo! I'm she's like, like, she's just like, I'm a great millennial. <laughs> I'm like, I know what a USB is. <laughs> Gabby's just like in her head. Let's be very clear. What does USB stand for? I have legitimately no idea. (laughs) It's universal serial bus. I am so glad you know that, Paul. I'm just saying at my church, one of my churches doesn't even have microphones. So does the environment at least have good acoustics? No. Oh, what? Really? Yep, it's fine. <laughs> we don't. Have, it's not what this podcast episode is about. Believe me. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, we talked about microphones. We talked about mixers. The third thing: computing hardware. Right. You have to have a computer on which you can edit audio in a quick way. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I think that leads right into number six of the steps, which is software. Yeah. If you're going to be using Audacity or GarageBand, depending on whether you're a Mac or PC user, you don't need a really robust computer. If you're using what we're using, we use Pro Tools to record, and then we use uh, the Adobe Suite to edit. Mm-hmm. I love a, the Adobe Suite. I'm a video producer by trade, so. I love Adobe Premiere. I love editing on it. So honestly, our podcast, I just edit it on Adobe Premiere. And it's very fast. It's very quick. Um, I guess I'm just used to the hotkeys and stuff, so I get it done really quick. Uh, The plugins are great. It plugs right into Adobe Audition. The thing about Adobe Suite I just want to throw out there, too, is a lot of people are like, this is so expensive, I can't afford this. If you have a .edu email, you could sign up for what's called the student and teacher's uh, rates. You get all the Adobe software, that's Photoshop, Illustrator, uh, Premiere, hmm. all the Adobe Suite softwares for $19.95 a month. Wow. So the standard rate is about 50 bucks a month. Yeah. But if you have a .edu email, you could sign up for 20 bucks a month right now, which is absolutely ridiculous. I need so, to go back to school so I can get a .edu you have email one. address. You probably still um, have one, right? Mine's not set up, thank you. Okay. It's a whole well, big thing. It's fine. That's not my that's not my problem. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you if you go back to school then you could take advantage of that. So All right, yeah. It. So just a, a few more comments about the the software. So GarageBand is great if you have a Mac, especially mm-hmm. because it comes with uh, a lot of sound effects already in it. But they did get rid of in recent updates they got rid of their their native sort of podcasting features. So it doesn't make podcasting much more difficult. It's just that it, it, they got rid of like podcasting mode. I've, I've seen it. I, I guess I've seen it in action before, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really add any features. But anyway, so that's just a comment about GarageBand. Audacity doesn't come with any of those like free audio clips or anything like that or ways to like loop audio. You'd have to go out and buy digital downloads of free audio to be able to do that. But they are both free, just depending on what medium you're using. Right. Um, as far as like the Adobe suite, uh, I've been using Adobe Premiere just like James uh, was talking about. I think Adobe Premiere is great. It's not too complicated for audio uh, audio editing, but Adobe Audition, if you know things about audio uh, engineering, it's great. It's just way too complicated for my purposes, so I don't <laughs> use it. So I use Audition every now and then when, say, there's an awkward beep that's like recorded you can it's almost like photoshop you can go in and see the wave files and like delete out sections it's kind of creepy oh what you can do with audition but it's also <laughs> really for professionals like yeah i i i just dabble in it i'm not a in no way a sound engineer uh another software i want to throw out there is skype so a lot of people are asking oh how do you do a podcast with people across the country and i know a lot of the kind of old school folks 
do like phone recording and stuff. I hate phone recording. Yes. It sounds terrible. Yes. I would much rather they record audio from their end or um, do an online conversation. Just the audio quality mm-hmm. is just better. So we we use Skype and we have a plug-in add-on called Ecamm Recording and it's like 25 bucks. But it makes the world of a difference. The software allows me to like adjust the levels from my side and their side so I can get exactly what I want. Mm. If you have Zoom, you could do the Zoom allows um, call recordings, any kind of online recording. Those are always going to be great. So that's the way we do it. We just do a Skype call with our guest and then we just record the conversation. Yeah, and uh, uh, to add to that, there are also apps coming out uh, more recently where you can make a podcast in in a phone app, and it actually allows you to like call in from the app and record call audio and all that kind of stuff. So you can actually huh. make podcasts on your phone. I've never used those, oh, cool. um, but that that's something that's sort of up and coming. Good to know. Yeah. And so that was the the nerdy part. We just went into the nerve canyon, and we're coming out now. Thank Step God. seven. It's, 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 st- it's still it's a steep deep. climb out of yeah, this hole. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in to part two as we finish answering how do you make a podcast, climbing out of the technical canyon we were just in, and then go into how to make a good podcast and why it all matters.